She turned to put Toby's empty breakfast bowl in the dishwasher, and her eyes snagged on the long, framed photo of her wedding day, hanging in pride of place over the kitchen table. The brand-new Mr. and Mrs. Davies, caught in the three different stages of their first dance, in a romantic ballroom hold, then Peter's arm slung round her waist as she tipped trustingly backwards. Then the dirty dancing lift they'd practised for weeks, way before it was fashionable to have big, show-stopping choreographed numbers. All two hundred guests were gazing open-mouthed in their direction, clearly wowed by geeky Peter and cool Louise, transformed into slick dancers. But she and Peter were locked in each other's eyes, as if there was no one else there. They looked familiar, but that wasn't her. It certainly wasn't Peter. Not just because they were thinner and polished. Something else was different. They looked like a couple. And Louise realised with a guilty start that six years on, the first thing she noticed about the photo was how elegant the table settings were. She pulled herself up. She was lucky to have her husband. Reliable, cheerful Peter, who'd turned his passion for computers into a profitable software company. Peter, who joked that he'd never leave her because that would mean dismantling their wireless setup. Even talking to Juliet made her feel grateful that it wasn't her sitting in a half-decorated tip, smelling of dogs and only eating Kit Kats. Louise forced a cheerful note in her voice. Juliet responded very badly to pity. I'm sitting off now, so if you leave in the next five minutes, we'll dovetail perfectly. You don't even have to get dressed. Put a coat on over your pyjamas if you want, is what most of the school-run mums do. I'll get dressed in the mornings said Juliet huffily. I'm a widow, not an invalid. Good, I'm glad to hear it. The bathroom door opened upstairs, and then three seconds later, Peter's feet trotted down the stairs, the same perky one-two-three-one-two-three gallop she heard every morning. He swept past her, smelling of mouthwash and aftershave, heading for the kitchen to pick up the apple for his lunchbox. She knew, from the detailed explanation over last night's dinner, that his small company were doing some kind of communal health kick. Morning, he called out as he passed. Hello, my big boy, he went on in much more enthusiastic tones, seeing Toby in his high chair. Toby clapped his hands with delight, and Louise suppressed a twinge of irritation. Fed, dressed, washed was Toby's natural state as far as Peter was concerned, never mind the hour it had taken to get him to that stage while Peter was in the shower. Was that Peter? He sounds cheerful, observed Juliet. I thought Toby was teething. Peter has the luxury of earplugs. Louise followed him into the kitchen, trying not to catch her own haggard reflection in the hall mirror. I'll be there in twenty minutes, okay? Please don't be late. It's my first day back and I know they'll all be waiting for me to turn up late covered in sick. Isn't it normally your clients who turn up covered in sick? Very funny. Come on, we need to leave. What time can I bring Coco back to Mum's? Five-ish, I should be back by five. Louise ignored the whine in Juliet's voice and began to gather the various colour-coded bags together. Toby's toys, his food, change of clothes, all prepared the night before while Peter was upstairs researching some online game. I appreciate this. It's not a problem. I'd never forgive myself if Toby got some dog here in his yoghurt. No one's... Dogs aren't all slavering killers, you know. I'm not saying they are, said Louise. 
She didn't have the time or the inclination to let Juliet get on her doggy soapbox, but she could feel herself being drawn into one of their routine squabbles. But Mum can't be everywhere at once. She'd never forgive herself if Toby shoved a pencil up Coco's nose or something. Look, why are you taking this so personally? It's not personal. I'm not. Is it because I didn't ask you to babysit? No! Juliet sounded horrified. I just... There was a pause at the end of the line that Louise might have listened to more carefully, if she hadn't been trying to juggle the phone and extract Toby from his chair, while indicating to Peter that the washing machine needed emptying before he left the house. Fine, she said instead. I'll see you at Mum's. Fifteen minutes. Juliet's Victorian villa was in a suburb of Longhampton called Rosehill, a pub and church village that had been swallowed up as the town sprawled outwards in the prosperous years before the war, when Longhampton had tempted...